everybody, and welcome to another episode of Book Goodies, the author series, and also today, the social media. How to use social media. Um, so I'm your host, I'm one of your hosts, Deborah Carney, and I'm joined by our other host, Karen Garcia. Hi, Karen. How are you today? Oh, pretty good. How are you? I'm doing great. And Excellent. we have with us the team that wrote the book, Pinterest for Business, which is really a hot topic right now. Um, can each of you introduce yourselves and what your role was in the book? Sure, Ed, why don't you start? Ed. Hold on, I was just unmute, I was unmute there, sorry, Ed. Can you hear me okay? Yep, we gotcha. Great, great. So, my name is Ed Twiderski. I am also a partner at Cambio Group, along with Jess, and uh, is Kristen on the line, too? Yes. Yes. Okay, great. Um, Kristen is one of our uh, research assistants for the book, but she also is uh, uh, one of our staff members, too. So we all kind of partnered up with lots of help, actually. Um, I'd like to think that I helped come up with really sort of the overall, um, some of the overall kind of architecture of the book itself. So um, mainly, wh- what areas do we think that uh, specifically that businesses can embrace social media outside of just, you know, traditional Facebook and Twitter? So. Um, you know, we've all used traditional social media tools and platforms for business, but we think that this, this next wave of uh, visual uh, networks and social media uh, visualization uh, networks are really the next generation, and that's really, it, it's creating the most impact out there with marketing. Well, and I think that is um, accurate since Pinterest, like, took off, like, from zero to hero in, like, you know, no time at all. Um, yeah. And I think it's because the World Wide Web is such a visual experience or becoming much more of a visual experience. People just like latched onto it and, and the ability to share things. So, um, and Jess, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, so I, um, my name is Jess Lauren, and I'm also a partner at Cambio Group. Um, and you asked earlier in the call, you know, how we came, came up with the idea. Uh, at, at Cambio Group, we are a social media marketing company. So, uh, you know, writing a book about the hottest new social network lended well to our business. So we um, had been in contact with a publisher. We are with Pearson Q Publishing. And we were in, um, you know, the deal, uh, working out the deal, and we wound up getting the book deal with them. And the book just came along. They gave us a three-month um, deadline to get the book done. And um, <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Yeah, so it was very tight, um, but the reason for the, the tight deadline was because of the hottest social network, you know, they wanted really to get it to publish, so um, that's why we brought in Kristen to be our research assistant, and if you're an author out there, I definitely recommend having a research assistant um, to help you with your book, especially when there's such a tight deadline to, to finish um, such a such a big project, so... And it's really cool that you found a publisher. You know, we have a lot of discussion between self-publishing and traditional publishing, and you found a publisher that was willing to work with you, even though they gave you, you know, only three months. The fact is that if you worked with a publisher that wasn't going to publish it for a year, Pinterest could be way different a year from now than it is right now. Oh, completely. And, and actually, because of the timeline, we were actually able to negotiate a higher advance for us um, because of the three-month deadline. So um, just another tip out there is if you are in negotiations for your advance and they give you a strict deadline, you can negotiate there. Okay. Kristen, why don't you say hi to us? And and we know that you're the researcher, but um, tell us a little bit about what you 
what your research was like. Well, I'm a person myself. I work as a digital media strategist with Cambio Group, too. And so when they came up with the book deal, um, I was really excited to go on as the team as a research assistant. And a lot of it was really just looking at how Pinterest differs from the other social media networks and how we can utilize it and kind of leverage it as a word-of-mouth advertising tool and also just to expand brand awareness and increase engagement. And I did a lot of um, looking for companies that were using it, seeing how they were using it, reaching out to them, um, interviewing a lot of companies, as well as handling a few different Pinterest accounts for companies. We could get a lot more first-hand experience as to what worked, what didn't work, looking at analytics and the like. So. Okay. So- Go ahead. And we get, we can get into the research later. I mean, we, we worked extensively with a number of companies for mm-hmm. that three-month period. So, Okay, cool. So, yeah, why don't one of you explain to us, um, like, what what is contained in the book? Is it case studies? Is it strategy tips? Is it both? Yeah, it's, 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 it's all of the above, actually. It's really um, a book about, you know, you, you grab the book, and if you're a business owner, a small business owner, or even a you know, larger business from the executive level down, you can take the book and use it as a, a how-to guide as to how to get started on Pinterest, as well as um, strategic uh, ways in which to set up your boards, and how to use it for, you know, really a return on investment. One of our clients... Um, you know, we did a lot of, uh, like I said, research in an ROI for Pinterest, and you'll find that within the book as well as many case studies. And we really tried to um, uh, hit on every industry we possibly could within the book. And especially in chapters five and six, we get into many different industries um, from retail to, you know, uh, the restaurant industry. We covered um a company called Do It Best, which is, um, Ed can speak more to that. Um, we actually did a live presentation with Do It Best, um, which lended well to talking more into the book. Ed, did you want to cover that? Ed's Sorry, guys. I'm muted again. I, I, I keep getting noise. We've got this construction outside of our office, so I'm oh, trying to okay. keep it slow. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so uh, I don't know. Are you guys familiar with Do It Best? A large uh, hardware retailer. They're uh, a billion-dollar company, uh, public company. They are based in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and they're essentially a, a hardware store that is uh, located throughout the world. They've got around 4,000 stores, and they are sort of at this point where their organization is uh, has really kind of resisted social media, and right. their technologists have, uh, you know, they want to embrace it, right? So they have a marketing team that wants to embrace it, and they they came to us with about 25 Twitter followers in a billion-dollar company that's retail. So that was sort of, uh, you know, shocking to see that. Mm-hmm. And um, so what we did is we really wanted to help the internal marketing and technology team sell, sell social media, and we knew that, you know, Pinterest is certainly going to be growing like crazy in the retail business, and it, it already is. Um, so we came up with a sort of a real world scenario of how they could embrace, uh, Pinterest specifically. And we started out basically from a, an end to end sort of discovery of a project, a do it yourself project online through a blog, all the way through purchasing the materials and the supplies from the actual hardware stores and checking out with your cart and making a purchase sort of um, all the way through the workflow of really discovering something online that you may have stumbled upon on a blog, and then all the way through building it and steps to, to create it and then finding the SKUs within the store 
and then adding it to your shopping cart, and then uh, essentially going and picking it up from the store. Now, that's, um, that's really interesting that you're using that type of a client to do that because I have a client that is in the remodeling business, and he embraced Pinterest right from the beginning, and he's seeing a lot of sales coming directly from you know posting finished products uh, or finished projects that used his materials, and I think that's, that's a, a great example of how a business that might not think they can do use Pinterest actually is. Right, right. And I'm in the room with, uh, you know, 20 of their executives, uh, you know, at the world headquarters, and they just kind of lit up, you know, and it kind of was one of those moments where, okay, we kind of get social media now, and so so we were able to engage them, we're in the process of really helping them sort of uh, really kind of cultivate the whole social media experience for the company, and then they're going to actually push that out to all their stores, too, so... Really big impact on the organization as a whole, and it, it really was the key. Was that I think that they really needed to see someone from uh, from the from that external point of view yep. to kind of show them to help them sell it. And half the time, that's that's the issue, right? You, there's no one internally that can really sell it. And if you get a, a third party perspective, I think it helps out a ton. Yeah, you know, isn't it really funny that you know they won't believe their own employees, but you bring in that consultant man, and oh, okay, right, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. time to run with it. Um, Karen, yeah, but- Karen, do you have any uh, clients that you're using Pinterest specifically with, or projects of your own? Oh, I, I dabble for the most part. Um, my, my my clients are also dabblers, <laughs> so um, several of them ha- are working on new photography um, because, of course, Pinterest is a very visual medium, and um, the, the photography is is incredibly important. And uh, without good photography, it's kind of looks a little hokey. Yeah. You don't want people repinning a blurry photo of all your exactly. <laughs> you know, you want it to be quality. You know, you want it to you know to really shine because if it's going to go out, you know, virally to you know six hundred, six thousand, whatever people, you want it to actually look and represent your brand well. All right, awesome, Ed. You can. Uh, why don't you keep keep telling us about what you were what. We we can cover more areas of the book. I mean, you know, the traditional sense of the DIY is kind of how Pinterest started, but, you know, for the book we actually worked with even a dentist, a dental office, and and you wouldn't traditionally think of a dental office having a Pinterest page, but essentially it wound up becoming one of their highest referrers to their website, um, and they were really happy with the experience um, of us, you know, kind of creating the account for them and and doing a case study with them, and they've continued to use it. Kristen, did you want to add anything to the, the experience. Um, it, was, it was really interesting just to see how, what kind of images we're picking up. And a yeah, lot that's of it, what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, you kind of hit on, you know, people with the best smiles. You do small things like that to get awareness. But then you also found that, you found that a lot of people were interested in using it as a way to find articles about dental hygiene and health and, you know, what some of these things that dental practices offer. And so people were actually clicking through the images to go to the links and to read more about it. And so the dental office we worked with actually had a lot of um, educational articles up on their website with images. It was great that we were able to link those images to the articles. And so people were actually going directly to the site and reading about it. But then on the fun side, you can also do things like celebrity smiles. Celebrities tend to get, you know, a lot of visual attention. So that helps as well. 
And one of the other things I'm thinking about as I'm listening to this is now, and and I know this from following different people on Facebook and Twitter, are you seeing the companies that you're engaging with now um, writing more content and adding, making sure that there's always an image with the content that they post? I mean, a lot of, it is, it is a bit of a time-consuming practice to take on. We found that a lot of people, if they haven't started, are definitely receptive towards the idea and starting to integrate it into their strategy moving forward. So actually, a yogurt company that we worked with, they're a Greek yogurt called Better Way of Life, and um, their website, you know, had a few images, but then once, you know, through a three-month period and always, you know, working with the waterfall format that Pinterest has, you always have to keep fresh content and fresh images. So um, we found different ways to, you know, find other images to pin. And um, so, yes, to answer your question, it definitely changed the habits of of our clients and how people themselves um, react to creating content with images uh, rather than just text alone. And so basically Pinterest, which is a tool, is now kind of shaping the future of the content generation of companies to encourage more people to pin their articles and to, like you said, the waterfall effect to get to get people to go down. So traditionally, a dentist wouldn't think about putting too much information content on their sites and certainly not, you know, pictures of a guy drilling in another guy's mouth or something. But um, but they were smart enough to know that they need to give people information and along with the information now to share via social media, you need to add an image so that you can get on the Pinterest train. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and you would ask specifically about, um, you know, authors. Actually, one of our clients, uh, or sorry, one of our case studies that we wrote about for the book is a company called Simple Truth. Um, and they're a company that produces books that are inspirational. They're, your, you know, your coffee table books or books to give people to inspire them in their life. Um, so what we did with that is, uh, you know, as far as uh, authors are concerned with their books, you can take little excerpts from your chapters or, or great quotes or statements within your book and turn them into a visual element. So one of one of the best things that we had while doing the case study is um, from one of the books is a quote, life is better uh, when you're laughing. So life is better when you're laughing. And it's literally just... Uh, bold text in white with a green background, and that was repinned and repinned and repinned over and over and over again. Um, and the link back goes to the the book on their page on simpletruth.com. So just from that simple quote, um, you know, life is better when you're laughing, you can see a direct ROI to sales of the book, if that makes sense. That makes total sense, and for the authors that are listening, and I know we'll get more of a general audience listening too, but for the authors that are listening, um, one of the other authors that I interviewed uh, in the last couple of weeks said that she actually has a Pinterest Tuesday, where every Tuesday she does a blog post about a scene or a character, and she uses an image that she found that represents that scene or that character. And she posts that to her blog and then posts it to Pinterest, and uh, she gets feedback from her readers and, of course, drives herself new traffic. But she uses, and I didn't realize so many um, authors used, like, real photos to, or, you know, clippings from a newspaper or, you know, different things 
and are more visual like I am. I'm a, I'm a professional photographer, so everything I do is visual. <laughs> and taking a quote from the book and putting it on an image and linking that to the book, that's awesome because that's what everybody is pinning and putting on Facebook. And so it's it's driving, to me, it's driving social media to be more visual. Definitely. And, and part of the other thing that we really express in the book is, is uh, the power of running contests on Pinterest. And it's, it's a great medium in which to run a contest. Um, we work with a number of companies. I'm not sure if, you're, if your listeners are familiar with Jet Center, but they're a, a luxury uh, deal set, I guess you could say. Um, and while they were doing the um, our case study process, they ran a contest, and they saw an increase in, uh, what was the increase percentage? Uh, it was substantial. I know it was either, um, we did it, we talked to a few, like, Rosenberry Rooms, FTA, um, Travel. Bucks County, and I, I'm not entirely sure I can check, but I know some of them got up to a 400% increase in followers the contest was. Yeah, the contest, they really increased their followers and your outreach and engagement level, um, and so we talk in depth in the book specifically how to run a contest, you know, tips on how to do it, um, the different different types of contests uh, that you can run on Pinterest. And then also we get in, you know, we touch um, in a number of chapters on legal. Um, we spoke to probably over 100 people in researching for the book from lawyers uh, to doctors, um, specifically psychologists, uh, on how people respond to images in the brain. Um, so we really got in-depth with, with the book in, in specifics of, you know, why is this network on such a growth pattern? Mm -hmm. um, why do images really captivate people? And how can you do, how can this medium help your business? So um, really, you know, from stem to stern, the, the book is really covers the gamut of, of how you can use it for your business. That's really awesome because I don't think anybody has put that together before, and I think that I'm going to have to buy the book. <laughs> we love we love to hear that it's on it's on Amazon. We'll be in um, Barnes and Nobles nationwide on August eighth, I believe. Okay, is it um, available electronically as well as print? Yes, they, uh, Amazon is going to be available. It'll be available digitally after the release of the printed version. Um, okay. so I don't have the exact date on that, but. Um, we can have our publisher contact you with that. Okay, awesome. Um, Karen, do you have any questions? Not right now. Um, it's pretty pretty in depth. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm actually really intrigued about the the contests, um, just because you know I do have a lot of retail clients, and you know they're interested in in setting up a contest, but they're not exactly certain how to do it, and um, so that's kind of exciting. Well, yeah, and the fact that other social media doesn't allow you, like Facebook, won't allow exactly. you to run a contest, right? You know, without using using an app, and I don't like using apps, so I'm not going to run a contest. And uh, Twitter, you can run a contest on Twitter, and I actually am going to be doing that in a week. But, again, it's very short-term and, you know, very flies very fast now. You know, tweets don't hang around very long. So yeah. um, a contest on Pinterest sounds extremely interesting, and I that's probably part of the reason. And I want to I see the psychological research, you know, where you talk to the, the doctors and, and, you know, why – why is it taking off so well? And, you know, what did they, uh, I mean, there's other visual bookmarking sites, but why did Pinterest in particular catch everybody's attention and take off like a rocket? Yeah, definitely. I mean, and to, 
to talk more about the contest, I mean, if we could offer, you know, any sort of tip, um, kind of five tips that we that we live by here as far as the contests go for your listeners is, mm-hmm. you know, number one, be very clear and compelling and interactive with your contest. You know, make sure that your contest guidelines are very clear and very well set out. So in our case studies, we just found that the, the, the companies that were more clear about the rules and the guidelines and, and the simpler it was, the, the more successful the contest can be. Um, so that's number one. Number two is cross-promote. So Pinterest is very easy to navigate with Twitter and Facebook. So right. always cross-promote across all of your networks. Um, number three, just get creative with the brand. You know, these contests are dedicated to a visual format. So you can use Photoshop or other things to get very creative and, and, and with the titles. And because it is, you can cross-promote with Twitter. You can use hashtags, which JetSetter did a great job of using hashtags to track their contests. So just get very creative and, um, you know, give your brand a personality. You know, give it a voice. Give it a tone. Um, Number four, we just say, you know, balance your text with your image appeal. So we talked earlier about using, um, if you're an author, using, you know, a quote from your book. But also, you can also do it in a creative way and make sure the image balances with your text. Um, And then last but not least is make sure that your legal representative is clear and concise in the rules um, for your contest and make sure everything is on the up and up. So those are kind of our five basic tips on running contests. That's awesome. I mean, just that in itself, you know, I want to buy the book so I can read the details. Um, because, you know, I mean, let's face it, we're in a world where everybody's looking for something. And if you can put out an easy to understand contest that, you know, people have to follow you on Twitter or just retweet your retweet or repin or post it to your Facebook wall, you know, people will, they just go crazy over it. And, you know, it's great for brand awareness. And then as far as actually generating sales, like I said, one of my clients does actually get sales directly from, you know, Pinterest. Someone will click on a on one of his pins or something that somebody else has pinned. And, you know, he can see in his referral logs that these people are coming from Pinterest, going to his website, ordering samples, and then completing a purchase. So you can show that there is a direct line. And have you found that there's certain industries that are better than others? Oh, most definitely. I mean, anything that's, you know, has a product and is visual based, anything that's a service is very hard. But, Kristen, did you want to touch on um, our case studies that you found more successful and companies that are more successful? I mean, obviously, Pinterest really lends itself to, you know, craft-based and, you know, things that are beauty, have, like, the beauty appeal. Wedding companies. We talked to a number of wedding planners. Yeah, wedding planners, Etsy sellers. You know, everything from home industry to, you know, we talked to Benjamin more about paint as well and how they, you know, their color complexion design. And mm-hmm. we found that a lot of them, you know, people are, people pin things that they find visually attractive and they don't always realize the companies they're pinning from until later on. But it's something that people, when they look back on, then have that kind of bookmark of these companies and they see this is what I've liked, this is where I can get it as well. And the URLs follow through with the repins, right? Like someone can't repin it and change the URL, the landing page, so usually your landing page is going to stick with you? Yeah, but people can add to that. They can okay. add their own statements as well when you're repinning. Okay. Um, I think another uh, thing about Pinterest is it lends well to branding, you know, yourself and your own, you know, for authors especially um, and 
you know, for personalities and, and celebrities and what have you, it, it lends very well to repinning a lot of things that are written on the internet about them. And I think Ed has done a good job of with his personal um, Pinterest page because, you know, Ed is currently starring on an ABC reality show, but um, he uses it to pin a lot of articles that are written about him um, and kind of, you know, engage people with his brand. Ed, did you want to comment on any, any of that? Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I certainly don't, I, I really don't treat Pinterest any different than I do any other social network. I think that it, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a place for you to um, do what you want to accomplish with, with your brand and your business. And in, in Pinterest won't be around forever. There's a, there will be other social networks that come out too, and they all are very interesting and unique. But, um, you know, there are, there are always new ones coming out, and I think that each one of them, uh, should be used differently. I, I personally like to use it just for like uh, really kind of drawing people into my uh, personal blog that I write on and any other kind of media, like the, any kind of media that's visually focused, I use that to sort of funnel into my, my main, uh, main personal website that I blog at. So even if you're a writer and you're, you know, you blog too, um, it certainly is a great place to kind of draw attention to, to use as another funnel into your core, uh, you know, uh, portal for whatever you use for blogging, whether it's WordPress or, or any other platform out there. Right, because you can pin any page that has an image on it. Um, Ed, right. can we ask what reality show you're on or is it a secret? Uh, no, it's no secret. I'm on um, ABC's, uh, it's called The Bachelor Pad. And I was formerly uh, the winner of The Bachelorette a few years ago, and uh, so I was invited back to come to this sort of spinoff of a program. It's on, it's on Monday night, so uh, if you're really interested in it, you can catch it next Monday night. Awesome. I know someone who, will pro- who probably watches it, so <laughs> she'll okay. be thrilled. She'll be thrilled. It's, it's great TV, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and there's another trend, you know, that um, reality TV and that type of thing can – harness Pinterest, um, and like you said, build your personal brand as an actor or as right. whatever you want. You know, like you're you're an yep. actor, what else do you do? You speak. Entertainer, anything, sure. Yeah, and, you know, you can do fun things with, you know, I mean, I don't know if you've already done this, but I would do a board where you said, everybody pin your favorite picture or article you've seen about me. <laughs> yeah, that sounds not bad. I'm gonna wait till some better ones come out for that. But uh, <laughs> it's kind of a it's kind of a tongue in cheek program, but um, right, it's right. definitely fun. And and uh, yeah, I mean, I think that people that are interested in, in getting into media, I'm not personally into the, the whole media scene, um, but I think that if you are interested in it, you can use it in, in different unique ways that uh, can help you sort of accelerate your career if you use it in the right way and um, you know obviously modeling and that kind of stuff would be a huge for uh, for uh, you know Pinterest so lots of different ways Pinterest makes me wish I was still a wedding photographer I, I did that you know a long time ago I, I did wedding photography for 25 30 years and you know oh, wow. now it would be like a breeze I mean I, yeah once I got started, all my clients were word of mouth anyway, but this would be like, you know, I could start a company, and if I did well, I could hire five other photographers and, yeah. you know, go off on a, on a, on a real tangent. But, um, well, we just, we just actually uh, we just got a new customer, and they're a, uh, one of the largest um, wedding planning uh, companies in Chicago, 
and they are very interested in embracing uh, Pinterest, and, and so it was really good timing for us because, uh, you know, we're seeing more and more wedding planning going on, uh, on on Pinterest for sure. So it's a great industry for that, definitely. Yeah, it's. I I I I gotta tell you, I wasn't a fan. I, I, as a professional photographer, I was, you know, along with all those people with all the copyright, uh, and, and, um, you know, don't, don't pin my, you know, they were keeping originals or whatever. And, right. and I was one of those folks that was like, oh, this isn't going to last because, you know, they're going to get in trouble. And, you know, then you start thinking out of the box, which is, okay, well, I don't have to pin my really, really great photos. I can pin you know, a smaller version of something that's related to a book that I'm selling or, you know, uh, I can do a book cover and, you know, do different things to be engaging and not giving away the house. So I think um, there are a lot of photographers that still want to stay away from Pinterest because they're afraid. And it's like, you know, once you're out on the Internet, people can take your images anyway. So, you know, you just have to be careful what you're putting up there. And um, I think that that's starting to hopefully, you know, Pinterest just needs to allay the fears of a few of the bigger artists and photographers and realize people aren't going to steal their stuff and put it on a T-shirt on eBay. Exactly. (laughs) So, all right. Well, um, what else does the book cover? You've told us that you cover um, contests, um, psychology, case studies. What else is in there? Uh, you know, just basically how to engage, build your connections, uh, a deep down process of, you know, board creation and how to do all that, your board descriptions, basically the naming of, of your boards and why you do or why you name boards certain names, um, a big section about, you know, how do you track all this movement that you're doing on this new social network from mm-hmm. Google Analytics to third-party sites that are popping up all over the place to help track um, your Pinterest traffic, um, basically, you know, it's the virality effect. So how are you going to make these pins become viral and really, you know, speak to your brand and, um, you know, for your business, create that ROI that everyone's searching after. So um, the quality of your pins, the quality of your images, we spoke to a number of photographers, um, we spoke to videographers because, you know, not just images, but there's also video on Pinterest. Yep. Um, so we covered, uh, you know, spoke to a few professional um, videographers who have done major television shows, to photographers who have worked with large magazines, um, doctors we mentioned before. I mean, we really spoke to over 100 people <laughs> for this book. So we covered uh, the gamut of, of anyone in every industry from restaurant uh, owners to um, like we said earlier, Benjamin Moore to Threadless here in Chicago, which is a retailer of T-shirts. We and love that's... Threadless. <laughs> oh yeah, that's great. I love to hear that. So, um, but yeah, we're actually having a large um, launch party here in Chicago that we're really um, going to be, you know, giving a cheers to everyone that was contributed to the book, and it's during Social Media Week on September 27th at uh, Rocket here in Chicago. So if any of your listeners are in Chicago and love to come to the book launch party, we'd love to have you. Um, you know, we're, we're actually, Fast Company Magazine is doing a feature on Ed and I for the book in their September issue, so you can catch us in the September issue of Fast Company. Um, there's a lot of things that are happening surrounding Pinterest 
Um, and if any of your listeners ever have any questions, they can feel free to contact myself or Ed on Twitter or our email. I am Chi-Town Jeff on Twitter. That's C-H-I-T-O-W-N Jeff uh, on Twitter. Kristen, um, she can be emailed anytime uh, as well and on Twitter. And then Ed, Ed can tell you his contact information. But I'm just jlorn at cambiogroup.com with K and Kristen. I'm just K Myfac at Cambio Group. Okay. And how do you spell Cambio Group? It's Cambio. K. K is in Pike, A-M-B-I-O group, Cambio okay. group. Um, and if I could leave your, your listeners with anything, is, is just always be pinning. It's the key to Pinterest is fresh content with the waterfall um, aspect that they have uh, for the website. So huge importance on fresh content. So always, always, always be pinning. <laughs> always be pinning. That's that's awesome. And you've, you, you've mentioned the waterfall effect. For people who may not be familiar, can you explain the waterfall effect and how that works? I mean, Karen and I know, obviously, but some of our listeners might be like, what? What's a waterfall? It's a place where I pin things. Sure. Well, the whole, that's the whole great thing about Pinterest is the opening page is a compilation of everything that everybody pins on the website. And so every time somebody pins something, it goes to the top of the website and then it keeps shuffling through and waterfalls down, as Jeff said. And so you're always seeing the freshest content. And then we also have it subdivided by category. So you can go to categories like humor or entertainment or technology and see what the the freshest content that anybody's pinning those categories are as well. And you also, um, I, I was told a while ago, I don't know if this holds true, that the video, it's actually easier to get ranked in the video area and get traffic from the video area because fewer people are using it. That is true. Video on Pinterest is still kind of a new concept. So anything new anywhere on the Internet is always fresh and, and you know, virginal, I guess you could say. So um, video is definitely somewhere where you can uh, gain interest on Pinterest. And, and it's funny, the, the waterfall method of, of design is actually something you'll see that's growing in other places on the Internet. So the other day I was just, uh, you know, not that I'm a huge fan of hers, but Paris Hilton um, her website is now in a waterfall format, and you're, and you're seeing it pop pop in and other websites as well. So um, it just kind of rings true to the fact that people are, you know, more ADD is hitting a society in that they just want to see an image and, and maybe not read so much text and get to the point with an image. So um, I think, you know, Pinterest is, is definitely been a disruption, um, but a disruption in that a good way. So it has changed the way people think about content, uh, as we said earlier, and uh, the way people see images and how they think about presenting those images on, on you know, digital format. So. Well, I, you guys have just like given me all kinds of stuff to, to think about, and I'm really glad that um, you contacted us because it's been a you know, Pinterest has had, there's been a couple of things, you know, a couple of little bumps in the road where, you know, they, people were questioning some things they were doing. And it seems that now they've, um, you know, they've kind of settled in and, you know, they haven't figured out quite how to monetize themselves yet. But, um, you know, that's coming down the road. And But the one thing I did want to ask you, you said something about the third party. There are a lot of third party um, solutions that are coming up. And I'm not exactly sure what value they bring, other than obviously if something can do the tracking and analytics, you know, like some of them are like, you know, 
use their site to create your pins or whatever and I'm I'm a little confused as to how they add value. Do you do you have any opinion on any of the third party things or do you just recommend people just go straight to Pinterest and just use it? In reference, the best thing to do is obviously just to, to work on Pinterest on your own and kind of look at your own analytics. But I think we talk to companies um, such as Curelate and we do reference like Pinterly on how that the more in-depth analytics and, you know, seeing how, how they can track it and see what demographics you're hitting, there's definitely value in that because the more in-depth you get on anything, the more analytics you get really help you to really add cohesion to what you are pinning and see what's, what's working what isn't. Yeah, we, we spoke to Pin League, like League is in a baseball league, and uh, Pin Reach as well. There's a, there's a number of them out there. Um, I think if I were to recommend anything, is Google Analytics is really the key to everything we have done and tracking um, has just worked great for us. So, you know, a lot of these third-party sites are maybe just for people who don't want to get into the Google Analytics um, aspect of it and, and make it easier for themselves. But um, it worked just fine for us, and we were able to track, you know, in, in most cases, Pinterest is in the top five refer for all of our clients. So Pinterest really does drive a lot of traffic to your site. And actually, Ed mentioned, you know, his personal blog earlier. Um, we run a blog called socialtechpop.com, and we really saw our readership go up on certain articles that we were pinning at Pinterest um, because of the visual element of it. And, and to, you know, as far as the visual aspect goes, as far as the legality, we have a chapter in the book that covers that. As we said earlier, we spoke to many lawyers, so we really tried to um, get in depth with that, and so people can really understand the legality and, and not be afraid to use Pinterest. Right. Um, the the consensus with all the lawyers we spoke to is, you know, we asked them the specific question is, you know, should I not use Pinterest? And all of their answer was across the board, use Pinterest. Um, you should not be afraid of it. So, Are you seeing, um, with the, the third-party providers, are you seeing them um, having issues because Pinterest doesn't yet have a public API? Um, you know, actually one of our clients uh, who is a... Um, they are a franchise visa. You know, they, they talked about the API and then they, you know, said they weren't going to do it. So I think, yes, they are running into some issues. We didn't really get into, into depth about that in the book, um, you know, just because the third-party people, I mean, you can use the site itself pretty effectively with Google Analytics and in your own tracking. So mm -hmm. I don't think for, like, with running a contest, there's many ways that you can track different things, and, and you can see the results pretty uh, upfront. Yeah, and I think that that's really important. I think I think it's going to end up being, you know, the contest thing is going to be what's going to be really um, help it take off because, uh, let's face it, we, we're, we're in a visual society that likes free stuff. <laughs> so you're, you know, you're pulling together two things that are, um, and, and you talk about both of them in your book. So that's, you know, that's going to uh, make that a very attractive book for a lot of businesses to read. Ed, did you have something to add in? Uh, well, no, I think, the, I think the API conversation is interesting, though, because uh, I'm a big big fan of utilizing APIs and integration and all that. And I think that, you know, like Jeff said, I think it's kind of deliberate at this point. You know, I mean, I think that you really need to be on the network itself um, to really kind of experience and utilize it. And, uh, you know, I don't know what the future lies uh, for it from an API perspective, but I think that, um, 
you know, it, it, it can probably present some pretty interesting uh, scenarios if, if it were implemented, but uh, I'm just trying to figure out what it would, <laughs> you know, what it could do. Um, really, from an analytics perspective, uh, you know, there are some tools out there like Pinterly that, that work great, but yeah, I'm interested in that too. I don't know where that's going to go. Yeah, and I know that the, the it's supposed to come out in the next couple of months, but they have been saying that for some time now. So I'm not exactly certain if they have an actual date. Um, but I do know that, that we have seen some of the third-party tools um, really get hammered hard because they've been using the data improperly. And I would be hesitant right. to pay any third-party for anything right. <laughs> on the off chance that you know, you, you've given them money for a service and then their service is suddenly gone because they've been shut down by, by Pinterest themselves because there isn't an API. Right. We've seen that happen on every, you know, on every network, you know, mm -hmm. so I was it's definitely say on Twitter, Yeah, on Twitter they started, you know, you, there were people that paid for services that the service got shut down because they were, you know, in mm -hmm. violation of, you know, using all of Twitter's resources so Twitter couldn't stay up or whatever. Right, um, right. Yeah. I, th I think an API, though, I mean, would be would be very useful. My only my only big fear is, you know, Pinterest seems to have recovered for the most part from the massive influx of spam that happened earlier this year, mm -hmm. and to have a an API completely open and public to everybody, I could see that being a another really large issue. Yeah, yeah, possible. Well, now you said that the book is being released in September. So when when's the when when is it going to be available for folks? And yeah, actually, actually the book is being released in August. So okay. um, August eighth is what they're telling us will be shipped out to Barnes and Nobles nationwide. Uh, we are currently online on Amazon.com. We're on BarnesandNoble.com. We'll be in all of their retail locations across the country, as well as on Pearson and Q's website. So there's a number of places that your listeners can find our book, um, and we're super excited to answer any questions that the readers of the book may have. Okay. And does the book have its own website, or is it just you know going to your Twitter, like you said earlier, and Kristen... Yes, the, the book is going to have a website. It's pinyourcompany.com. That's P-I-N, yourcompany.com. It is in progress. Okay. <laughs> All websites are always in progress. If your website yeah. is no longer in progress, then that means that you're not paying attention. <laughs> right, right. I wish our customers knew that. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point and you know like and and I want to make a point about website versus blog there's a lot of people that think that um, that websites and blogs are totally different animals and they, they treat their blog like it's something to be afraid of and that you know they have a website I guess that they see as being static and then there's this blog thing that you know I mean I talked to an author today that was like oh I can't blog I can't blog I'm a writer and I can't blog but I have a website and I'm like duh <laughs> you you can put these things together and just because you have a blog doesn't mean you have to write on it every day and you know I got her to uh, write me a guest she's going to write me a guest post for something and I explained to her you know in her language she needed to know what a guest post was and I'm like you know and then at the end she's like okay how many words do you want and I'm like well 500 she goes oh that's easy I can knock that out like, well there you go <laughs> You know, you throw an image on your topic and, and you've got a blog that can be pinned. And right. I think that um, reuse of content is one of the big things that I 
preach to people. You know, make sure that you spread the word, that you get on all the different social sites. Our clients are, you know, active in a bunch of different areas. And I think that, um, like you said, Ed, Pinterest is, is not going to be – uh, around forever. There's going to be clones, you know, there'll probably be niche Pinterests, but for right now, you know, they're the queen of the ball and, you know, they're the ones to go to and learn how to market yourself using the visual data and your company's going to be better for it because you're learning new ways to generate content, which um, was one of the points I was trying to make earlier is that, you know, it's making people think when they do a blog post that, oh, I got to find an image and, and then they have to go over to iStock photo or some other photo, you know, stock photo place to, to grab images. And it's making them rethink how they're building their sites. And I think that's making them rebuild their sites in a good way. Yep. You're exactly right. And, and you know, content today is really king and, and we all know that the, the, the search algorithms are all, uh, you know, are in the process and some of them are already driven by, Fresh content and relevant content and, and static websites are are going to be a thing of the past pretty soon with content management systems and, and dynamic platforms out there. So this is just another way to really get fresh content um, onto your site and whatever whatever uh, medium that is, whether it's uh, you know Facebook, Twitter, or Pinterest, there will be something else out there tomorrow, and uh, you just really have to embrace it and, and uh, leverage it however you can. That's awesome. Um, well, I want to thank you guys all for taking time out of your day. Um, Ed, can you give us your contact information first, and we'll run through the Sure. The yes, my my um, contact information, the easiest way would be just ed at cambiogroup.com. So that's just ed at k-a-m-b-i-o group.com. Um, and I'm E. Swiderski on Twitter. So it's E-S-W-I-D-E-R-S-K-I at uh, Twitter. So. Okay, and you have thank your you own, guys. Thanks for having us. You oh, have I'm your sorry. you have your own website. I do. It's uh, swiderski.info is my blog, and I've got um, I write about various subjects, but um, some reality TV related, some uh, related to our business, and uh, so some personal stuff up there too. But it's just good. I, you know, I've got good SEO because I do write. Um, you know, pretty often, and I've got fresh content up there, and you can you can see in the in the search results how fast it comes up. Beautiful, um, Jess. Why don't you yeah. go next? Sure. Yeah. Like, uh, as I said earlier, I'm on Twitter. It's Shy Town Jess C H I T O W N Jess on Twitter. Uh, my email is J Lauren J L O R E N at CambioGroup.com. Um, you can find more information about our company at CambioGroup.com. Um, and yeah, I'm on Pinterest. Also, Shy Town Jess on Pinterest. And Ed is uh, Ed can tell you his Pinterest hook. Ed, what's your Pinterest? Did we lose my Ed? Pinterest account? Is uh, Twitter also so same as Twitter. Okay, cool. And Kristen? Uh, yeah, I can be contacted on Twitter as well at um, Kristen Mysek, K-R-I-S-T-E-N-M-I-C-E-K, and also at kmysek at candyogroup.com. Okay, awesome. And um, we want to thank you all again for um, for being with us. Karen, why don't you give us your, your uh, Pinterest board, too? 
Yeah, sure. Um, oh, just totally spaced. <laughs> <laughs> you caught me off guard. I was going to give you Twitter first, and then you said Pinterest. Um, well, I am on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter is Karen Garcia, and my Pinterest is Karen M. Garcia. Okay, awesome. And I I don't know my Pinterest. <laughs> my Pinterest, <laughs> one of my Pinterest is book goodies. So we're going we're gonna to stick with book goodies since this is what the um, podcast is for. Um, you can go to bookgoodies.com. You can go to Facebook, Twitter, or Pinterest slash bookgoodies, B-O-O-K-G-O-O-D-I-E-S. And um, if you go to our website, bookgoodies.com, you can find this podcast along with other podcasts uh, from authors and author services and uh, bloggers and, and all kinds of things. And you can offer to be our guest. You can click a link to be our guest on a podcast and to tell us about your book. You can uh, There's a link at the top of the page to fill in your book information and we'll get that out to people. So um, I want to thank again everybody for being on the show today. It's been very um, informative and enlightening. And uh, I know I'll certainly be going out to get the book soon. And um, good luck with your launch party in September. And, um, you know, for all of our listeners, thank you for listening and follow your dreams and get writing and have a great day.